This, this, this is Hanging with the Boys, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. And the X is going up again. And now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Josh Ellis, Kirk Daniels, and Shannon Gross. Hello from Oxnard. Something is wrong with my headset. It sounds like. Sure, it's not just you? No. What is wrong with this thing? Holy cow. This is going to drive me nuts. Sorry. <laughs> Shannon Gross here with Kurt Daniels, <laughs> Nate Newton, Oxnard, California. Two more days, boys, today and tomorrow, and then we packing this stuff up and heading home on Friday. Yes, sir. We got a very special guest on set with us for about the next 15 to 20 minutes. Nate. I'm going to let you do the intro because you've been high on this guy. <laughs> this is Charles Tapper, man. But now let me get it. Oklahoma State? Oklahoma, no. Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma. Good start there. Uh, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. You better do it, man. Oh, yeah. All I know is he's here. <laughs> and I'll tell you this right here. A lot of people didn't know about this cat because they changed defensive systems at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And he went from a penetrator to getting off the rock to have to catch people playing the two gap. That's when you have to catch folks. Now he's a penetrator. And that's what he does best, and that's why he's here with the Dallas Cowboys. We stole him from the draft. That, I do know that. Yeah, I do know Man. that. I don't know about the college, but I do know about the pros. Yeah, that's all that matters right now. That's all that matters. Yeah. So, Nate, so what we what we typically do is we ask a couple so football Nate, questions. So, uh, Nate, so. No, I'm, I'm going to let you ask the first oh. question. I'm, 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 I feel a tap in on what we, what we normally do. Okay. Kent, you're going to have to do something because this is going to drive me absolutely nuts. I can't hear anything out of this. Okay. All right. So, what we do is we typically ask ask a couple of football questions, and then we want to get to know you as a person. Okay. So we're going to let Nate go in hard. Nate, what have you been seeing on tape that, that's that's got you on tap this year? See, last year I noticed about Charles Tapper. That's a lot better, Kent. Thank you. Was that he got off the rock. That's, that, that was the first thing that I noticed about you, that you got off the rock. And then all of a sudden your back go out. Yeah. This year here I noticed we, we drafted the young guy, Charlton, we talking about this guy, uh, Demarcus coming back. We talked about that guy. You were lost in the shuffle with everybody else. Uh-oh. I'm like, I want to see what Tap going to do. Yeah, brother, you started in OTAs, rookie minicamp again this year, bringing that speed, man. Where do you get that first step quickness that you have, man? Man, I would just say. My mom, my mom, she just, <laughs> <laughs> she instilled that hard work attitude in me. It was like, man, when, whenever you step on the field, whatever you're doing in life, you got to go full speed, 100 miles per hour at it. And right. That hard work, I watch, I remember watching my mom go to work, waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning, making yes. sure I'm dressed for school, making sure she's dressed, making sure that we have food on the table. It was like, if she can do, if she can work that hard, making sure I can do that in my life, when mm-hmm. I come out to football and doing something I love, it makes it kind of easy. Yeah. So now, here we sit today. We worried about who's going to be the right defensive end. Now, Charles, and I may be putting a little undue pressure on you, but what I saw versus this last game, first the first game versus this game here, was even your run, with you getting off the, the ball so quick, even your run defense is, is seemed to be in track. It's like you defending the run. You set the corner a couple of times. I mean, and I know I let him do the introductions <laughs> and all that, but I, I want to get straight to the thing, man. When when you came and saw how we ran this defense and how Marinelli was going to do things, how did that fit your talent, man? 
Man, I was happy. I was like, I can finally just be an athlete. Like at OU, like you said, we went. Yeah. I went from a two gap scheme to a true one gap scheme, and it was like, it was almost unreal. That like, only right. got to worry about one gap the whole game. Like you ain't got to worry about trying to come off, helping the linebackers make another play, and another <laughs> right. gap. It was like, just worry about just see gap, get upfield, and be disruptive. And it took a little bit of time because it was like I was reacting slow. Because you know the four right. technique, you move off the tackle. Like yeah. the tackle is pretty much you're dictating every every movement that you do at the four the four hour. And now it was like you become the dictator, throw your fastball at him. So it's like, man, the more speed you can throw at the guy, the more moves you can get right. to do with the guy. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to turn you over to these guys. <laughs> Let them introduce who you are, man. I just want, I want to get into that right away. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm going to turn you over to these two experts. Hey, you man. never need to apologize on this <laughs> show. Yeah. Never. For All anything. Because right. okay. we're going to screw some stuff up. Right. Oh, Luckily, we good. haven't done that yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With you, Give us it's time. Early. Yeah. yeah. We only had time. three minutes. So Marinelli. Talk about just talk about Marinelli. He's one of the most fascinating people that I've ever been around because his, his demeanor, he's just like he's quiet. And then when he gets out there with you guys, it's like a totally different person, man. He just cuts loose and he's, and he's color got some colorful language. <laughs> <laughs> he's like one of the greatest teachers I've ever had, though. It's like when you was little, like coming up in inner city, like people are always going to yell at you, and you got to learn, like you can't take the yelling as something negative. You got to take what they're saying, and you got to take the positive from it. And you got to make your game better, because if you just listen to the yelling, it's going to get you down, and you're going to start thinking negative about yourself. You're not going, you're going to lose that confidence. So, I remember last year, I was like, man, I kind of lost confidence because like he's just staying on me, staying on me. And then I started talking to the veteran guys like Ty and D Law and all those guys and T Mac at the time. And he was like, he's on you because he like you. Like this, the moment that he stopped talking to you, that's when you should worry. Mm-hmm. Right now, if he's on you, if he's on you and cussing you out like that, that means he likes when he sees something <laughs> in you. And when we get to the film room, he will break it down like tap. You're not doing this. You're not coming off the ball hard enough. You're not running to the ball. You're not being aggressive as you need to be. And it's like, man, he just he taught me so much over these last two years. And it's more, it's bigger than football things. He taught me. He taught me like the same as you're working hard in this field. Like work hard in your family life. Like I just had a daughter. He was like, all right, treat your daughter like the, you're working so hard in this football field. You need to work hard to take care of your daughter and let football. Be her money. Like, don't let this – because you can always find the next thing to do. Like, she's young, and you don't know what her future is going to entail, so you got to always be worried about your daughter. And he just taught me so many men skills that I didn't learn because I lost my father so young. How much has your approach changed since you've had a, had your daughter? It changed a lot. I mean, it's like like they say, like, you start to think last. Like, you treat, you put yourself last. Like, now you're taking care of three people you got. Your, and right now, my baby, my, we're not married at the time. We got my baby mother and my daughter. So it's like those two come before anything. Like, I got to make sure they're straight. Got to make sure they can eat, have her pampers, make sure that the house and the lights <laughs> is on. Break it down, man. Break that thing down. And, and you know, we ain't going to call a baby mama. What's her name? Oh, Cindy Bertrand. Yeah, Cindy Bertrand. Baby okay, mom. Mom. Yeah. No, she ain't looking. She's like, he called me baby. <laughs> no, I don't, she don't take offense to it. It's just like we haven't took oh, that I next understand. step yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's definitely real. And then I got my two little brothers. My mom been in the hospital. So with her being in the hospital, I just it's kind of like I had to take that role of right. now you're the, father to fi- you're the father figure to your two little brothers. So it's like, okay, now I got two more kids. So I'm right. slowly moving them to Frisco because, you know, Baltimore and Frisco, Frisco, you can't get wrong with the school system there. Like, that's the best school system I've ever seen in my life. Like, my little brother, he came from Baltimore where he was getting straight Fs, and he came to Frisco. Now he's getting A's and B's. And it's like he's like, he loves school. He's like, man, I can't wait to get to school. Yeah, I'm so happy that, man, I could be in Frisco. Yeah. (laughs) So, talk a little bit. So, you talked about growing up in the inner city and losing your father at a young age. Kind of talk, talk us through when did you start playing football? Where'd you go to high school? You grew up in Maryland, right? Um, who recruited you out of high school and then college and then kind of 
moving into the Cowboys? Kind of give us that whole little scope of a life there. Mine's is a little crazy. So I didn't start playing football until my sophomore year of high school. My mom said, you can either get a job or play football. Football. <laughs> no, the crazy thing is I picked a job, and she was like, no, you're not going to get no job. You're going to play football. Because I was a huge, from 7 to 21, in the city of Baltimore, all you want to do is play basketball. Basketball is the thing that you eat, sleep, and you live, and you love it. Because it's like, there's a documentary that just came out, the Dunbar Boys. And, like, it pretty much tells you why kids, why we love, like, we love basketball so much in Baltimore. So, from 721, I played basketball. And 10th grade, yeah, I tried out for the team. And I was like, I'm just trying to get cut. Like, they put me a receiver, so I was like, I ran, they threw a fly route, I ran a slant, they threw me a, a slant, I dropped the ball on purpose, they put me in D-line, I was just getting pancaked, I'm like, hey, I'm going to get cut so I can go ahead and get back to basketball season. But my mom ended up putting, the, she told the coaches what I was trying to do, so they made me sit the bench that whole year, and it was like, no, nah, I don't like sitting on the bench, like, I'm going to work hard at this thing now. I'm if I got to be on the team, yeah, I'm play. trying to succeed at it. So I read the bench that whole year, and then my, my grandmother passed away from breast cancer that, that year, and it was like, okay, that's even more motivation to want to be good at this sport, and then. My junior year, like the end of my sophomore year, going to my junior year, I met a guy named Corey Robinson. He said, bro, you can either drive a Honda or a Lamborghini just like that. I said, what do you mean, Honda or Lamborghini? He said, you can drive a Honda or a Lamborghini. I was like, I want to drive a Lamborghini. He said, okay, if you buy in a football and you let me train you and teach you a little bit of techniques and you accept this invite to the uh, Army All-American Combine, in the next 15 to 20 years, you could be driving a Lamborghini. And I was yeah. like, no way in the world. But I brought into it. I brought in. Me and him, we started working out at a school called Calvary Hall in Baltimore City. I mean, it's a Catholic school, but I didn't go to the school. But it was like, it was seven players at Calvary Hall who had um, invites to the Army All-American Combine. And off the shrimp for those guys, they gave me one. He was like, I got a 6'4 guy, super freak, can run 4'5", all this good stuff. And he was like, that's unreal. So I went down there and did all those things. And two weeks after that, I had a full ride uh, off of the Oklahoma. Wow. Never had, never played the snap of football yet. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> man. Bless, man. Blessing. Yeah. Blessed. Especially coming from Baltimore where it's like, you don't see too many football stars. Like, our biggest football star was Tavon Nelson, and he was a receiver. And I'm like, that's my role model. It was like, my role model was a receiver. So it was like, <laughs> now yeah, it's changed, right, but it's right. like my role model because of what he did and how he embraced the challenge and he opened the uh, he opened the gateway for us Baltimore kids to play football. I was like, that's my role model right there. That's who I look yeah. up to. And then I got to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, it was the best four years of my life because it was like I finally learned the game of football. You learn that football it isn't like basketball where it's yeah. this, 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 this. It's a strategic plan of the game. Like, it's so much that goes into it. Like, yeah. people don't understand how much defense controls offense, offense controls uh, defense, and yeah. how much special teams. Like, the special teams is such a key – key aspect of the game that once I started to realize, I'm like, man, I really like this sport because right. there's so much learning that goes into it. Like, mm -hmm. being somebody outside looking in, you're like, man, it's just a bunch of crazy guys out there playing football. No, <laughs> like, really dive into the sport and learning. It's like, it's so much to learn. And when I first got to OU, we were playing a 4-3, the same defense we're playing now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was the, I was the rush in. I was like, man, I'm going to love this. <laughs> I love rushing the quarterback. This is fun That's right That's all here. I got to do is just run. <laughs> man. And then that next year, uh, Brent Venables had just got fired, and Mike Stoops had came in. And Mike Stoops, he's an Oak, he's an Oakie front guy. So we started moving to Oakie front, and it was like between me and Eric Stryker to play the jack. And they was like, man, Tap, you 6'2", you big, you can move. So let's slide you in the forward technique and see what you can do. And I'm wow. like, I just brought into him. I'm like, man, whatever whatever it takes to make the team win, I'm going to buy in and do it. So I brought into the forward technique, and it took a little bit of time for me to adjust to it. And at that time, I was 265 taking on playing the forward technique. And it was like, it was like Tap, just get off the ball and make plays happen. And that was my sophomore year, and that was probably my best year where it was like I was at the forward technique just getting off the ball and making plays happen. And I didn't know the technique of the forward technique yet. 
So then I went to my junior year, and I really learned the technique of the four technique. Jerry Montgomery sat down that whole off season, and we just learned the four technique. He was yeah. like, all right, Tab, this is the steps you need to take. You need to be about probably 275 to 280. I got to 290. So I was 290. I'm, I'm sitting styling in there. I was styling in there. They wasn't moving me in them yeah. double teams. So that was probably my best technique year. Excuse but it was me. my. Somebody get some, the little baby girl. <laughs> little baby Let's girl help right the little here. baby girl. Somebody. Oh, hey. Hey, how are you? How you doing? <laughs> Going through. Yeah. Going through. Okay. Yeah. Somebody crashed the set. And All right. Yeah. So my junior year was probably like my best technique year when it came to the four technique. And it was like. My least production year, but like my technique grades every game, I was grading out of like 90s and right. 100s. I'm like, man, this, I'm playing the technique perfect, but I'm not making plays. So that junior year, it was kind of like a bust season for me. I was like, man, I don't know if I really like the four technique no more. Then Coach Jerry Montgomery, the guy who taught me everything about the sport, he got he uh, ended up going to Green Bay. And I'm like, man, uh, when he when they when it happened, I was like, man, I just went to like a little locker room and I just cried. I was like, man. This is the guy who, who taught me football. He was like, man, when you get to the league, you probably won't play four technique no more. You're going to play the five technique. So don't really buy into the technique. But it's like, man, I want to win. I just want to win a ring right, right, right now. Right. I'm, really, I'm trying to win a ring. So he had left, and then we got a guy named Coach Dyron Reynolds. Coach Dyron Reynolds came in. He was, like exact, he was like the exact same coach as Montgomery. But he was like, Tap, I don't want you at 290. I want you to be at 275, and let's get off the rock and just let you play. So – he was like, at this time I was a senior, I had my confidence was up. It was like, I can't do, I can't really make too many mistakes. So it was like, I was trying anything, spin moves at the four right, technique. Right. And it was like, the once you get your confidence back up, then you just try little things. And my senior year, I started off slow the first four games. I ain't hit a sack. Then it was like, after those first four games, I got a sack every game at the four technique. And it was like, just brought in, we ended up going to the final four. And that was like, that was the greatest year. For, that was a great year for us, my senior year to leave with a, a Big 12 championship making it to the Final Four at the Ford Technique, and, man, it was a blessing. Dude. That's awesome. <laughs> how was, how was uh, your social life going from an inner-city kid in Maryland to all of a sudden you're in Norman, Oklahoma? Man, was that, that was Was the, that a little bit to get used to? That was the hardest transition right there. <laughs> I remember a plane ride. I had the dreads. I had them both braided back. I had my cutoff. Because in Baltimore, we're pretty, like, we like to be stylish and dress up really nice, so. I get on a plane, got on nice clothes. I'm like, man, I hope these guys cool and can dress. So I get off, walk in there. I'm like, man, these some country dudes. Like, they got <laughs> yeah. big shirts. They just, I'm like, man, what, 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 what about you? Like, man. Yeah. Yeah. First time I seen country boots, I heard my first country song. I'm like, Ma, I need to go back home. I'm not, I don't like this, Ma. Yeah. And she's like, no, when, when you start something, you got to finish it. You, no, I don't care. Right. It was like many times I was like, man, I tried to save up all my little weekend checks and fly back home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She told the coaches so quick, and he trying to fly back home. Don't let him go home. I'm like, Ma, how you going to do I can't come home to see you. Nope, you don't need to see me. Hook up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, wow. the first two years, was a, it was a mean transition, but it was it was a transition for the better of me. I learned how to communicate with people. I learned how to – I learned that you don't – like, people – not everybody's out here trying to do you wrong. Because right. in your city of Baltimore, like, you got to think, like, man, this person is trying to do me wrong because this – like, everybody got to eat. And there is not, not a lot of opportunities out there in Baltimore. So when I got to Oklahoma, it's like, it's so many opportunities. And people are really trying to help you for the greater good. And it was like, it was almost unreal. And that Southern charm, like, people just saying hi as you walking down the You're street. You're like, why is everybody being so nice? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh. What's the angle? What's the angle? <laughs> but it was, wow. like, it was a great transition for me. I, 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 and I try to get, like, some of my family members to come down there and see this to try to transform them, but it took me two years. Mm -hmm. So it was like sometimes when they come down, and they, they're not coming for college and stuff, so it was like 
I got to sit them down. I'm like, man, chill out. Just, just, just sit in the house and just shut up and listen to me because it took me two years to transition. It's going to probably take you four because you're not going to college and you're not going to have the leadway that I had mm-hmm. and people are not going to give you the same respect that they gave me. Yes. Wow. <laughs> your, mom, nice. your mom sounds like a powerful woman. Oh, yeah. She's the greatest woman, man. I mean, everything in life, I just give it back to her because it's like my two little brothers, they're both adopted. And it was like, she didn't have to do that. I got two older brothers that she adopted when she was like 15 years old. And she was, she was like, I just always wanted to take care of people and help people. Because she was like, coming from Baltimore, there's not too many people trying to do that. So, like, like right now, she's working at an alternative school with the worst kids in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And, like, when I, uh, we, uh, she called me one day. She was like, man, David, some of the kids in school starving. So I was like, man, I can buy them some pizza. So I called, we called, but like, hundred boxes of pizza and we gave it to them and them kids man it just changed some of their life and it was like man it's somebody that actually cared about us that played for the Dallas Cowboys and some of those kids actually they started going back to their zone schools and I heard she told me like some of them getting A's and trying to attend college now and it was like those little things right there really helped those kids and she's like this she was like I've been trying to tell you this for years and she was like now that she has cancer she's like it's your time now it's your time to help this city and give back like I did Wow. wow. So you, you Sweet, got, bro. You got yourself and a couple of brothers, a couple older brothers. Got two younger brothers, Sean and Jordan. Sean just turned 15. Jordan is 13. So they're trying to do a little yeah. rap career right now. <laughs> it's funny. Your mom's got to be loving that little granddaughter then. Oh, Spoiler. she loves her. She loves <laughs> her. We try to get her uh, in and out. But my mom, she's so strong. She's like, she's the black. She was my father figure and my mother figure. So the tough love, like, she don't like to tell me things because she's like, you don't need to worry about me. You need to worry about what you're doing on this field. But it's like, no, nah, my, you gotta let me. You gotta, you gotta let me, let me be the the male figure in your life. Or we gotta find you. Like one day I wanted to find love, cause it's like everybody just need love sometimes. Yes, my father sir. passed away. Yes, sir, and man. It's like man, she just need love, and she just like I can't give her that love that she might need sometimes. And one day I hopefully, like I heard Jay Z in the song Smile. was like, ma, he's like, ma, I just want to see you happy. I don't care if it's him or her. And I feel the same way, ma. I just want to see you happy, cause you you grind it. 21 years of my life to get me to this stage and we didn't make it but we got some leeway to where we can make it now mm. that's uh-huh. awesome man and just and you're a quiet guy uh-huh. you're normally quiet you wouldn't be able to tell it from this show because you but you're so passionate man like <laughs> you can just feel, feel when somebody's passionate like you can feel your mom's presence like mm-hmm. you're so fired up when you talk about her and, and where you came from and everything man that's awesome thank you it's, thank just, it's you. cool to like you're, <laughs> you're always so quiet it's like hey what's up hey Hey, how you doing? And then, man, when you talk about her, it's just like, ah. Yeah, because she, she gave me so much. It's like it's unreal how much she, like, she really gave me her life. Like, from 7 to 21, we went to AAU basketball. People know about AAU basketball. It's all year round, nonstop basketball games. And from AAU basketball, we would go to, like, the little Project Basketball Leagues. From Project Basketball Leagues, we going to the inner city leagues. And if we're in our inner city leagues, we're going out to D.C. to play basketball. I remember, one, like, one year. I was 13-year-old, my eighth grade year, and my little brother had, um, what is it called, lymphoma. He had cancer of some sort. I forgot the name of the cancer. She was like, okay, since he got cancer, I'm going to stay in the hospital every day, but I'm going to need you to commute back and forth because your basketball career is more, like, we can't, we can't forget about that because you're going to be that one that gets us out of this situation. Wow. And, like, she's really, like, I swear, from 7 to 21, she didn't have friends. <laughs> she didn't go out. She didn't do nothing but take me to basketball games in school. And yes. Like, she, if she can make that commitment. It's, I gotta make this now, commitment right your now. Turn. I gotta make this it's your commitment. Turn. Yeah. It's only right. It's and only right. You know, and and, and, I, and I talk to a lot of single parents, and and they always going at the other parent. You know, whether it's a mother or father. Da da da. You need to talk. And I ask, 
I say, how how dedicated are you? And see, this is what, man, we need to hold on to this film in here because I'm going to get this tape with your permission because when another parent comes to me and say, da-da-da this, I'm going to say, you know what, let me show you what, if you dedicate yourself to the cause, this is what it should turn out to be, or close to it, not the NFL, but just life itself. Because it's other mothers like your mother that's dedicated, and their kids ain't professional athletes, but they are successful, man. And see, you you just living that success. She could have did the same thing if you was an IBM guy. Yeah. You'd have been the same guy. Yeah, a success. And it's so cool to hear, like, a lot of people play sports and, and, and try to get to another level for selfish reasons, for the money, the cars, yeah. you know, the beautiful women. You're trying to do it for your mom, your brothers, your little girl. And that's what – that's what drives – you want to know why he gets off the ball so fast? Yeah. That's in his mind, man. And Lamborghini still. Yeah. Yeah. He's still going to get that Lamborghini. Yeah. Yeah. Also doing it for the city of Baltimore, man. Yeah, Baltimore too. Try to let him know, huh? Yeah. Come I'm up out of there, man. Man, you got to wow. keep creating pipelines. Like, Tavon gave me a pipeline, and now it's a bunch of us. And then, like, got Cyrus Jones. We got me. We got um, Kendall Fuller, Kyle Fuller. got the whole Fuller brothers. Now it's a bunch of Baltimore, Baltimore guys in the NFL. So now – we got to give back. We got to get even more Baltimore yeah. guys here or somewhere. They ain't got to be yeah. NFL. They could become a great teacher, a great yeah. writer, a great right. rapper, a great something, yeah. anything be great. a great man. Just to yeah. create an opportunity mm-hmm. for yourself. That's awesome, man. Wow. We know you got to go get taped yeah. up. You going to get to play any this weekend? Oh, yeah, uh, hopefully. We're going to see. How many snaps do you think you'll get? Any clue? I don't know. They said the, uh, some of the older guys are going to get a lot of snaps, so we're definitely going to get snaps. Are you an old guy? <laughs> no, I'm still a young guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still paving my way. Fan, still paving my way. Fan-ass Ian Allen. He said on the, 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 in the Rams game where that snap went over the quarterback's head, he thought, he thought you had a touchdown, but the guy held you. Man, that, that is no excuse for that. I got to get that. There's no excuse for that. That's my fault. I got to get off that block and get to that ball. I got cussed out for that play. <laughs> but I'm happy he cussed me out because, man, he was right. My get off was late. Uh, I was playing too. I played high that whole entire game. Like, my pad level was terrible that game. So that's what I've been practicing on. And then we've been working on my stance. My stance has to get better. So when I get off the ball, it's a instead of a creeping out a little bit. So we've been working on that all week. Nice. Well, man, we're going to try to get you back on when we get to the star. Uh, try to get you on maybe once or twice a month. Okay. This has been great talking to you, man, getting oh, to know no, you. It's been a pleasure, man. Mother, I had a great hello. time. Yeah. Oh, Too bad you got to go. I got cussed out for that play. He cussed me out because, man, he was right. My get-off was late. Uh, I was playing to you. I played high that whole time. What is going game. on? Yeah, we repeating this stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Tab. Well, we appreciate you, man. it, man. Thank you so much. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more football from Oxnard. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. 
Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. It's bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together. You picked up a spare, but you're craving something better. A thirst froze deep inside, you don't know what to do. You crave a nice little Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you. Craving Rider. You rock the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper. Craving Rider. Crave a Dr. Pepper. Nothing else will do. Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today. Dr. Pepper. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you back, back, back. to hanging with the boys we are back live from oxnard california the tennis courts at the residence in marriott for today and tomorrow we're almost you're, done you're counting down the minutes aren't you man i you know what i don't mind it out here i don't mind it i don't have my family's back in louisiana i don't have a girlfriend i have no pet so Free food and living out of a hotel does not bother me. <laughs> and speaking of family, man, wow. Shout, man. shout out to all the moms, yeah. man. Yeah. That's, I'd like to interview yeah. his mom sometime. Oh, that, that would be great. Woman. Hey, there's a, there's yeah. a Star Magazine article there right go. there. And, and, I, and I'm serious about that. I have so many moms and so many dads coming to me and say, I need you, I want you to talk to my kid. I want you to, you know, the dad ain't doing this or the mom ain't doing that. And my question to all parents because the thing, when they sit down and tell me their story, then I stop and I say, well, how much time are you, the one that's with them, dedicating to your kid? And then they go to giving me all these stories. Well, I got, I got, I got. And see, this here, I'm say, I, I want to hold on to this. I'm going to show the tapper. I'm going to hold on to something and say, now, ma'am, watch this here and see yeah. what. Because it ain't who ain't there. It's who's who, there. Who is there. And you've heard Jason Garrett say, I can't coach who ain't in, in practice, <laughs> yep. but I can coach who is in practice. Right. And that's what life is all about. You know, we, we as much as we wanted Kurt here last week, we had I had to bear with you. You know, he wasn't – you know, you won't do it. I see you like touching me. <laughs> I see how they keep touching me. They slapped the crap out of me yesterday. Uh, yeah. I had to go back and watch that a couple of times. Uh, man. Yeah, we, got man. To, uh, we got to meet Jeff Swain's parents yesterday. They're yes, people. sir. Yeah. Oh, They're my really God. Good people. Great. Yeah. Great. You know, and it ain't often you meet people that are just caring people. You know, uh Evidently, they here to see their son and spend time, but just people in general, they 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 are caring people, and that that, that ain't all because you you normally meet people who are about themselves, and then when I meet people that care about people, that gets me, man. That 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 you know that's why I bought them in the tent. You know they care. Mm -hmm. That's the difference, man. Yeah. It's a difference. What was that like for you playing for your parents and your mom and all that? Well, my my thing is my mom and dad were my were support. 
but I was I've I've been always fortunate. Both mom dad grew up with a good household, good solid household. Uh, mom was always supportive of sports. My dad wanted you to work, oh, yeah. get a job. See, tap with a dad would have had tap working twenty four seven. You see what I'm saying? You know, so uh, he, same rules. The guy we had the other day uh, got tap. We had who we had the day before. Woods. Xavier. Xavier. And you heard how his parents, I can identify, even though I got off track later in my life, I can identify with parents who have rules and regulations. I can identify with those people, man. I can't identify with with, with kids that has no hmm. no rules, no regulations. Yeah. That That's a lack of discipline. Mm-hmm. And it's going to spill out. It's going to spill over on to you sooner or later. Well, I think you see that with these guys out here. One of the reasons yeah. they made it this far was their upbringing and their discipline. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Parents like, like uh, Taffert. Someone yeah. that, that believed in them and invested time. Yeah. And, Xavier, and, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that he said yesterday, uh, a man married his mother. He was four years old. His dad gone. And he took care of Xavier mm-hmm. with rules and understandings, man. We're going to love you and we're going to treat you right. And, the, and, and all you need is one. Like, Kurt, you may have grew up with both of your parents. Maybe you did the same with you. But y'all had rules. Y'all had regulations. And the rules and regulations were number just to give you parameters to grow. Mm-hmm. That's all that is. Yeah, one of the cool, coolest things. That, and Tap's really a quiet guy. If you've ever been around, he, yeah. he doesn't talk much and, and – I thought we were. I was gonna have to like interrupt him, and be like, "Dude, you gotta go." Like he actually ran from here to the locker room because like he was he was gonna be late. But walking over here, I was like, you know, hey, you ready to get back? You know, back to Dallas. He's like, man, I'm ready to see my little girl. Yeah. And I was like, how old is she? He was like seven months old, and I said, she she she's getting fun now, right? He's like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, she walking? He goes, no, I hope she doesn't start walking before I get back. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is a family guy, yeah. you know, family oriented guy. It's it's so great to see that man. That's it's, cool. You know, especially I came from kind of you know my mom, my mom and my grandfather. My grandfather was disabled, so he yeah. uh, he had lupus. And he really kind of raised me. I never really went to daycare. He he always picked me up from school, and it, you know, mom, I pretty much lived with just me yeah. and my mom my whole life. But like you said, she, you know, I was always at baseball practice. I was always at basketball practice. I was always doing this, and they invested the time and the energy in me to to that, get me where know, I needed to be. That, that, you know? That's the deal, man. I see so many uh, people, man, that uh, they're looking for, and I, and this is not a turn on, but they're looking for somebody else to do the job. Mm-hmm. And when I meet people that 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 do the job, your your grandfather, mm-hmm. your mother did the job, your parents did the job. Now, th- are you going to turn out 100%? No. <laughs> Life got something to do with that. Mm-hmm. But the guys that we've been fortunate to meet on this on this on this show and you and you, it, one thing I can say you didn't stumble because of lack of good love and parents. Mm-hmm. The bottom line. Yeah, right. my, I, I can't. When I stumbled, you can never point to my mother and father mm-hmm. because they always had rules and regulations that set me in place. You heard Xavier Woods say, "I ain't going back home, man. I got to be back home. I'm twenty some years old. Right. I got to be back in the house <laughs> by nine. You know, I can't get up at ten o'clock and say, hey, mom, I'm leaving.' Yeah. That was yeah. the same way in my house. I was forty, fifty oh, yeah. years old. My dad was like, "Where you going, son?" Yeah. Well, Dad, I'm going to step out a minute. It's 1030, son. I mean, what's, what's good happening at 1030? Have you called your wife and let her know you're going out? Well, speaking of families, these a lot of these guys are going to be playing uh, back in Dallas for the first time on Saturday. 
in front of the home crowd. So I'm sure their families will be there and, and their friends. And t tell us about how, is that a distraction? Is it that can be. is that a good thing? Is it do you does it make you play harder? What's explain that experience it, the first it, time it you play? It can be. It can be, but it's just your coach. It's what your coach demands from you. Uh, he, if they get there enough time, the game being at six, if he get there, if they get there enough time, which they, I don't know what time they leaving Friday. You guys probably know they get there and then he'll let them get some time with the family. Mm -hmm. You know, let them get the kinks out, and then all of a sudden, because a lot. Now, good thing about this regime now is. On and off in these two or three weeks, you've seen different guys with their wives and their kids. Mm -hmm. So it ain't been total isolation like when I played. You know, uh, that's why Jim and them had to be real tough on us because now <laughs> you go two, three weeks or two days, you ain't got nothing left for mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, my God. So you do get home. There's <laughs> some things happening. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so uh, – and, uh, but the thing about it is these guys are so hungry, you know, that they'll be ready for the game. I mean, because we have, Kurt, we have a true competition at left guard. We all, most of our secondary, I mean, granted, we got two guys as starters, mm -hmm. but our secondary is wide open. Xavier Woods pushing the issue back there with Jeff Heath. So it's, it, you know our defensive line is not settled, and guess what? If I'm if I'm tapper, I'm gonna make them realize that the little ten or fifteen plays you thought you was gonna give me just went to twenty twenty five. So guess what? That make a guy that's coming off suspension saying, "Oh my God, where do I fit?" <laughs> yeah. So now he got to come back ready. You see, it's some competition now. Yeah. You say how ninety six and the president. You know, Collins and the president be going at it. You saw yesterday when Tyron Smith came back, how all of a sudden Jonathan Cooper looked like a better player because he realized uh, Byron Bell, regardless of how he didn't look too good, but it's competition. And then they don't want to think about bringing Lyell back in there. Yeah. And all of a sudden you you on the bench. So you got to pick your game. It's competition. Back, back up running back. You know, me, and I hate to say this, but I have to give I have to give the Smith kid a, a whole lot of reps. Mm -hmm. see, see what you yeah. got. I, I mean, really see what you mm -hmm. got, man. This dude is ran behind second, third, and I don't know what other teams <laughs> and still got yards. Come on now. Yeah, they're yeah. playing well, man. And I, Kayvon Frazier has stepped up. Uh, what's the other guy? Uh, number twenty six. Duke Thomas. Uh, yeah, yeah. twenty seven, twenty three. All these little guys starting to step up, man. Yeah. Speaking of reps, what what do you? As far as playing time, what are you guys thinking? Are we going to see Dak for a series this game? If Tyron Smith is in there, he's yeah. in there. <laughs> that better so be the Tyron only reason, right? Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, uh, now he's telling me that he's coming on the show tomorrow. So we got a heavy hitter That's tomorrow. A big time Tyron there. Smith. Yeah. That's you. I'm going to cash in a favor. I sure wish you to wait I, on that favor yeah. until we got back to Dallas. I don't know. We're going to get him on again. We're going to get you him think on so? again. Yeah, I'll just yeah. probably have to owe him, you bribing him a couple of steak dinners or something. Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what that, that payoff is. I don't know what that payoff's going to be, but he's telling yeah. me he's coming on the show tomorrow, so you guys make sure you Yeah, I, I hit him yesterday. I saw him he's going to the massage deal. Uh-huh. 
And uh, I can tell we had a good practice yesterday. And I was telling Brian, said, we had a great practice. And what made me really know it is I saw the president, I saw Frederick. And when he I says the president, Zach, he's talking about Zach, Zach Martin. Martin. He calls him the president. I saw, <laughs> in case you didn't know, all, I saw didn't all know. of them in there getting their back cracked. Uh -huh. That means the defense brought a little thunder they brought, they brought it to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm going to tell you something, man. Kurt, I'm loving it, baby. Yeah. I mean, we, he, wow, man, now that you're here, man, I'll – Wow, man. So we this is the crew, right? Oh, no, we got we got Josh, Josh, but we don't even care if he shows up. Like, really, we could just be Josh done with Josh. Josh in Costa Rica, yeah. for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he gets lounging on a beach somewhere. Maybe he'll get eaten by a shark right now. We <laughs> nah, he ain't going to get eaten by a shark. He's too mean. I'm glad that. Kurt's here because I, I don't have to try to talk as much. Oh, no, I'm just, you're good. I'm not the football guy. I'm just the, I'm the mediator. I just throw it out there and let you guys. Yeah. We got stats guy. We got former player guy. Yeah, former player guy is where it's at. No, nah, yeah, I'm like telling you, we all we a crew, bro. <laughs> we a crew. We are a crew, a motley crew, so, too, man. It's so, a, Kurt, uh, I said this, and and I'm glad it didn't work. And uh, y'all heard me say about a month ago. You know, I had my beard and all my hair, and you know, the beard here is the man. And even Josh had a little something going. Yeah. Kurt tried to have. <laughs> Kurt tried for like a week, <laughs> yeah, and he signed I, some picture. Uh, yeah, wow. I actually thought Thank about you, carrying Kurt. it over to, to training camp. <laughs> Shut up. My, my wife was like, "This ain't working." Uh, you ever okay. seen those those hairless dogs, those <laughs> Chinese crestes? <laughs> they got hair sprouting out of certain point. Yeah. I was like, like "Wow." Kurt sent me uh, me and Nate and Josh a picture. And, like, at first I was, like, all I saw was, like, skin. I was, like, what is Kurt sending me? Like, sending nudes to work? And it was, like, and it was like four hairs yeah, growing out of the ugly. side of his cheek. It was ugly. <laughs> I'm sorry I put you through that. It's okay, Kurt. We forgive you. We forgive yeah, you. but I, I tell you, man, they, them boys going to get back. They're going to get adjusted because just a week from that game is a rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, whether you play a guy – 10 plays or 15 plays this game, he going to go a half next week, yeah. maybe three quarters depending on how they look and what's going on because all of a sudden we don't have a uh, question yeah. for you guys. What do you, what do, you do with Zeke next two games? Because you ain't playing him the fourth game, right. definitely. No. What do you do the next two games? I think he's got to play some. I think he's got to get yeah, work. he's got to yeah. get in there. I mean, like – even without the suspension hanging over him, I, I don't think he'd play a lot. You just don't want to get him beat up. But I, I think he's got to get in there some just to get the reps. So, um, what do you think? You think so you think 15 plays going to make a difference six weeks Well, from you now? know, they actually asked Garrett that today. <laughs> uh, they said, why, why play the veterans at all? Because what's seven snaps going to make a difference? And, I mean, Garrett was pretty adamant. He said they need the work. You know, yeah. no matter how much little, how little it is, they need to work. If you're gonna have, if you're getting ready for the first regular season game, but I ask people, is 20 plays in two weeks gonna matter eight weeks from now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. See <laughs> that? You know. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> it, it, that's a good point. It, yeah. it makes me call because from what I gather from looking at the NFL and, and, and their people inside, supposed to be people. They are adamant about these six games. Yeah, I, I've I've seen nowhere where nobody say, well maybe uh, they. I mean it's like they call every network and say it's six games, yeah, yeah. and we gonna he, fight for six games. Zeke did officially appeal today. Yeah, so all his uh, paperwork. I think you still you got to kind of plan like he might be there opening night. You know, so I you would plan like he's rips. not gonna be there. Yeah. yeah, because he's a rare talent. He's a rat talent. So he doesn't need a lot of in-game work. Nah, nah. He's a rat talent. If you if you ain't seen it now, you you, you need some new set of eyes. <laughs>
I need uh, it's a movie I thought about, man, with Tom Cruise in it where they took his eyes out and they gave him some new eyes. Don't oh, uh, Minority Report. The minority yeah. Report, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he took Tom's eyes hey. out, boy. He barely got him out for that machine got him. <laughs> Watch that show. Uh, I finished I finished up the show Ozark last night. I've heard that, that's good. Y'all, they'll pull a dude's eyeball straight out of his head on that show. And what is it kind of like? Put him in a glass. What's Ozark kind of like? But the guy, one of the main guys in it, Esau Morales, was out yeah. here at uh, camp earlier. Yeah. It's about uh, – a guy that mon- launders money, Jason Bateman, launders right. money for the uh, Mexican drug cartel. Oh, okay. And then how he does all that, and he gets in some hot water, and then and he has to move to the Ozark Mountains, and it's it's a it's a if you haven't watched it and you need to you need to get on something on Netflix. Right. That's it. Yeah, I, that's it. There's mm-hmm. only one season out. I think there's nine nine or ten episodes, and it's good, man. Wow. <laughs> it's, oh, wow. it's re- it's really good. Like the last two episodes last night, I was like. What is happening? Like, what? I got to go back and watch these again, man. Like, I did not think that guy was going to die. It's pretty awesome. Oh, there's spoiler alert. There you go. But I didn't tell you who dies. There's <laughs> okay. a lot of people in the show. We're going to take another quick break, and we'll talk more football and the breaking of training camp and what the schedule is going to be like the next few days. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Jack Black products are carefully formulated with the finest natural ingredients and proven high-performance skincare technology. You'll find these performance products in the locker room at the Ford Center and in the luxury suites at AT&T Stadium. Go to our website at getjackblack.com and check out all of our game-changing products, including Beard Lube, our award-winning shave cream, and Deep Dive Glycolic Facial Cleanser, a Men's Health Award winner. Again, that's getjackblack.com. Nothing complicated, nothing cosmetic, just superior skincare. Back, back, back. To hanging with the boys. And we're back. Live from Oxnard, California. One more show after this one. You're, you just can't wait, can you? Man, I can wait. I'm telling you, <laughs> I like this life. I do not have a problem with this life. Yeah. I can eat rice pilaf every day. I think I had that I today. To. They, they, they called it seasoned rice, but it was the most bland. I think they consider salt seasoning. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt. Why don't you tell the people, the nice people that are listening to us, 
all Ooh. about your we get to plug it? Star Magazine. Yeah, all man. All right. You won't find any more out here at training camp. They are sold out. But the uh, Dallas Star, Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine <laughs> training, <laughs> camp, <laughs> training Camp Preview is available online. It will be available in Frisco, I believe. And that's going to give you uh, scattering reports on these guys, get you ready for the season a little bit, some breakdowns of uh, what's happening out here, or what's been happening, what's going to happen, and projections for the 53-man roster, which are still coming up. So pick one up. Go to shop.cowboys.com. Awesome. Awesome. Speaking of training camp, Friday. Friday is the last day that the team is at camp. Nate, when do you head back? Uh, I'll probably pull out tomorrow evening after the, after we do Tyron. You going to hang around for the show? Yeah, I'm going to do the show. Hang yeah. around for Tyron. Um, tomorrow will be our last show. we got to pack up the gear tomorrow and send it back on the uh, equipment truck. So tomorrow will be the last show of hanging with the boys until I believe we'll be back on Monday when we get back. Yeah, thanks And we'll right. be uh, daily. We're going to switch the time up on you guys because uh, when we get back, we're going to try to have our show around um, open locker room when the media um, comes in and, and, and interviews the players and stuff. That way we can pull them out of there and get them on the show. So we'll be a little bit of a moving target the uh, first week back at the Star until we get into a, uh, into a rhythm. Um, the team's going to – they have a morning walkthrough on Friday. Um, then the charter leaves sometime around uh, mid late morning or, or midday. Um, I think I heard that we might be back in Frisco or Landon, Dallas, around 4 o'clock Friday afternoon Dallas time. And then I think the team will then go to uh, the team hotel, which is the, the new Omni there at the Star up yeah. in Frisco. They'll spend the night just like they would uh, on a normal road trip or a home game. They'll stay there, then they'll get up and uh, bust it to the stadium for the game Saturday. That's, I believe, at 6 o'clock Dallas time. Yes, Is that right? I believe that's Arlington right. time, I believe, I believe so. Right. And uh, be back at home for the next, uh, what, the next two? Got yeah. the next, next one. Two, next two games are at home. Got oh, the okay, Colts. Okay, Colts okay. and then the Raiders. Colts okay, and then the Raiders. I understand what you're saying. So uh, what are you guys – what are we looking for – Saturday? Are, are we are we still looking at the young guys? Are we old guys the knocking old guys? rust off. Okay. Old guys, uh, you know, some guys improving themselves. Like you notice, they've been playing the president with um with Lyle Collins, trying to get some chemistry mm -hmm. there, and uh, that's what they'll be tr continuing to do, uh, even with the center. You know, uh, be knocking rust off with uh, the left tackle, uh, Tyron Smith. Knocking rust off with the receivers, trying to get some continuity with the with the quarterback. Young guys, continue to learn. Mm -hmm. While you play full speed, continue to try to play with the understanding of where you're supposed to be and what's your responsibilities. You know, are we still looking at real vanilla schemes? Yes, real straightforward I mean, you, man to man things like that. You got to understand, and Kurt, you 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 probably see see this weekend and we got to hear people talk about it. It's not going to be much to Marinelli's defense, no way. No. Now, you'll see Lanahan doing a lot of different things, uh, but we may have to scheme it up a little more if Zeke's not there mm -hmm. because we're not the same team right. as when Zeke is there. We may It may take us a couple of weeks just to find out, and this is the first-place schedule, just to find out what our offensive line is. It, it, this thing ain't – if we still had Leary and, and, and Free, we'll be like, wow, man, who's going to start at left guard? You know, because we got two studs at left guard, and then we like, hey, we got the old man out there banging around free, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll be looking at a different deal and be like, okay, we can, we can sustain this six-game suspension. Now everything's a little different. You agree? 
You agree there, Kurt? Yeah, or yeah. Disagree. I think so. And I wondered at this point, even though there's three preseason games left, do they kind of they kind of already know who's made the team? Don't yeah, you yeah, yeah. Unless like it's somebody out there that's doing better than they thought, and they're gonna give a look. And this is what this is what preseason games do is they gotta the first maybe 48 guys they kind of know, but it's about four or five or six. They giving them a chance to slide up and down that scale, you know, or, you, or even improving to that forty-eight. Mm-hmm. It's somebody out there that it's gonna catch their eye, catch our eye. You know, we'll know, you know, by the, by that fourth game. Like, man, let's watch this guy because, you know, he's on the bubble. Do the players know that? And how do they feel? Do they they at this point? You are, know, man. Yeah. You kind of know. I mean, the reps gonna tell you. Mm-hmm. Coach can say whatever. You know, coach will come to you with some wild stuff too. Like, hey, man, I. We want to take a look at this guy. We'll get you in in the fourth, but we need to take a long look at this guy. Now, it was supposed to be your turn this game to be in that third quarter spot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're telling you they want to take an extra <laughs> look at this guy. You just slid down the scale, bro. <laughs> Let me ask yeah. you that. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. Dude, and even in regular season, when something kind of goes different than what's either planned or what's normally expected – do coaches come to you and say, hey, here's what we're doing, this is why, or do you just show up and when they tell you to go in, you go in? How does A that lot work? of coaches have it that way. You know, where they, they're not going to explain. But at the beginning of the year, you know, like Belichick, he'll tell his guys, like, look at here, all of y'all are valued. You wouldn't be on this team. Now, he, this one coach telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. He said, but you may play this game and you may not play in this game depending on my, my matchup thinking with my coaches. Mm-hmm. So, and you see that in Belichick where you see Blunt disappear for four games. Yeah. Not because of anything he did, but yeah. it's because of the matchups, mm-hmm. you know. But they already know that going into it. And I think Jason Garrett the same way. I think the head, the head coach for the Mavericks is the same way. Carlisle. Yeah, I think yeah. he's the same way. You know, fellas, we're here to win. Now, if you're not a core guy, you know, I'm not explaining nothing. You just be ready to play when it's your opportunity. Yeah. I've heard in some cases, though, Players don't find out really what they're doing until they get out here. Like, yeah. I, it might have been Byron Jones. They, they said, okay, Byron, you're, go play with the safeties. And he's like, oh, I guess I'm a safety, you know. Yeah, and, or, yeah. Here, you line up with the first stringers. Okay, I'm a first stringer now. And that's how they found out was right there on the field right away. Yeah, you know, so. yeah. It's not like a normal job where they go, hey, you're not, you're going to be on fries today instead of the yeah, register. Yeah, they don't have reviews every other yeah, yeah. <laughs> goals. Speaking of yeah, that. Yeah, but, but the only difference is they ain't going to fire you at the regular job as quick as they'll fire you <laughs> out here. Believe that. <laughs> Can I have your notebook, please? Yeah. Um, speaking, wow. of, speaking of the Mavs, uh, Seth Curry's going to be out here at practice today, uh, brother of uh, oh, yeah. Stephen Curry. So uh, that'll be Seth is which one? Seth is the – Older one or younger one? Which one is with the Warriors? Steph. Steph is with the Warriors. Okay, so is it going to be Steph out here or Seth? Seth. Okay. The one the the one that played for the Mavericks. The one that played for the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be out here. So, that's right. That's right. So And and another thing, we we, we got a lot of servicemen and women out here today. Military appreciation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you got a lot of servicemen and women out here. So, yep. You know, they're going to be banging and, and you know, oh, hey, all that kind of. <laughs> yeah, shout out, to, shout out to all the service people. And, and we're dedicating this this show to the moms and, and the service <laughs> All people. right. So, there you go. We'll what, right one thing I want to ask you guys before we got to get out of here in a few minutes. Uh, we still got a little bit of time, though. We, we, we didn't talk about Cooper Rush the other day. Yeah. And I wanted to bring that up, and we ran out of time. 
does he have a chance to make this team? And if he does, is it a practice squad guy? Can he can he slide into, you know? I think practice squad. I yep. think he's shown enough to at least warn a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Now the question is, you already got a young quarterback, so do you keep a young one? But I don't know. I'd like to have that commodity on hand. Like, you know, for years the uh, Packers had Rodgers waiting in the wings, and mm -hmm. you've seen the Patriots pick up a young guy and then trade him down the road. So I think if he can play, you put him on the practice squad and develop him some more, and whether he helps you or you get something in return, maybe that, you know, down the road will help. So what's the other option? Besides Cooper Rush, who, who, what's the other option besides Cooper? Oh, we well, got Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Still, okay, still no, you, you're saying as, as a third quarterback? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you saying as a third quarterback, who's the other option? Well, you don't carry one, I guess. You know. Yeah, so right. all I need to know is do you keep him on pack, practice squad or are you talking about keeping a third quarterback active? I think practice squad. Okay, okay, that's it's already yeah. – See that ain't a conversation. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking we may have gonna keep three quarterbacks no. for a change. Oh, okay. Right, well, that yeah. was you were talking about uh, reps a minute ago and all that. It was funny watching practice yesterday. You know, there's Cooper Rush and that whole third or fourth strings out there. They get what like three reps and right. pop. <laughs> Left guard jumps off sides and. Pfft, Play's done. Whistle blows your that's gun. It. And I'm like, damn, that's hardcore. This poor guy's been standing on that side all the time. Right. The dude jumps off sides and they're over. He doesn't even get you. So you know how you know how you know how a setup man feel in the eighth inning. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need you. Get up. We got two men. We got guys third and second. Hey, there's a Swains. Yeah. How are y'all? What's up, Swains? We, we gave y'all a shout out on the show today. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's yes, so great. A couple days left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Wow. What what are you guys Kurt, you don't count. You ain't oh, been out here. Man. Nate, what what do you what are you most looking forward to getting back home? Oh man, just getting back home. At home yeah. is what where the heart is, man. And uh you know, my wife is is, is in in England, London somewhere, you know, tally hoeing and all of this is. What's up, mate, and all of this. Oh man, please! I'm just going home and chill, going man. Home? Get, get in my own bed, man. <laughs> you know the uh, the stars changed a little bit. Some restaurants open now. You That's know, what I know. heard. I heard they've Getting got uh, Raising Cane's is open. Yeah, uh, Connie Rosa is going to be open. Wonderful. It's open. Neighborhood services is open. Yes, I think there's supposed to be more. It's so we've got some dining options when That's we get there. Right. Yeah. So the only thing you got to look forward to is parking. 800, oh, yeah, 800 yeah, yards away. That, yeah. I'm gonna have to park down the street and Uber to work. <laughs> I think yeah. is what's gonna happen. Man, that's not gonna be fun. So, yeah, practice will be open to the public. Um, I think they made what 10,000 tickets available for each practice. At least, yeah. And, and they're gonna practice in Ford Center, right? So mm -hmm. they won't be out in the heat. Right. Um, and it's the first time they've practiced. Well, I sure hate that grass. I have sure hate it ain't no grass. Yeah. yeah. I hate that, brother. Yeah. Injuries. Wow. Yeah, I hate I hate turf. You know, I hate turf for the kids, man, for the guys, especially older guys. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, there's so there's the indoor facility in Ford Center that's if, if it's inclement weather or usually what they do is they'll practice outside. There's a, a turf field and a grass field, and they'll practice. They'll do rehab and drills on the turf field, and then they practice on the grass field for the, the reasons Nate was saying. Yeah. It's, it's easier on your joints, and you're less likely to get hurt. And then when they implement the game plan, they usually move into the indoor facility, which is Ford Center on uh, Thursdays. Um, is it Wednesday or Thursday that they move in? Wednesday, isn't it? Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesdays they move in. So that's where they're going to have training camp. And they made 10,000 tickets available to, I think there's, what, nine days, ten days? Yeah, and you've got you to gotta go to, uh, to Ticketmaster and get them in advance. You can't get them at the you door. You had to. They're sold out. They sold out, they're I heard, in out. about 
about 48 hours wow. after they made them available. So all the employees were wondering where we're going to park because they were starting <laughs> to take away our parking places anyway before yeah. we we're had. We're going to park in Nate's and. 10,000. ride over. Where you live at, Nate? You in Dallas? I live in Wiley, man, but uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. That's yeah. a drive, huh? Yeah, but see, the thing about me, I'm different than most guys. You know, if, if you can guarantee me I'm going to have a park way out and I'm going to have a job come mm -hmm. Monday. You walk? <laughs> fine? I'm good, bro. That's right. I'm good. I'm good. See, I'm out of, I'm out of the tapper line of thinking. I got a job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody don't owe you nothing, man. Uh, well, man, I, I tell you I what. I know who do have a parking spot. Who? The Joneses. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Right yeah. right, right close to the elevator. Yes, sir. They get out of their car, let down their gate, and get on their elevator. <laughs> yep, and get off, and it's about eight steps to their office. Yeah. So. Yep. Well, I can't believe – I'm a little surprised. We're uh, about three, three and a half weeks into this deal, and they haven't pulled the plug on this show yet. So wow. far, so good. So we're doing, we're doing something right. Doing something right. So we're, we're – we're going to get out of here today. We're going to try to get uh, Tyron on tomorrow for a little bit and see if we can make him talk. He's not a real talkative guy, but we'll try to get him to talk a little bit. And uh, for Nate Newton, Shannon Gross, Kurt Daniels from Oxnard. We're and from the guy that's in Port Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. Yeah, Josh <laughs> Ellis. We don't even care about yeah, him. Yeah. We're going to come back at you tomorrow, same time, 2.30 p.m. The Pacific beer, time. The beer, the beer. <laughs> Join us tomorrow. We'll see you then. Last show of camp. <laughs>